What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. We got some news to chat with you. It seems everybody's piling on to Bitcoin last couple of days. Well, I mean, the Senate, uh, there's been some interesting testimony last little bit. We're going to be chatting about that. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about Silvergate uh, and that implosion. And uh, I don't know, the Fed being the Fed, being a little stubborn, uh, a whole bunch of fun topics. Uh, we've got our buddy Nico here from Simply Bitcoin. We're going to be chatting all kinds of news. Of course, this is live. Anything can happen. So I defer to my friend Bill here. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. If you haven't already, like, subscribe, share. All those things help a ton. Thank you to those that do it on the regular. I am Ben with the BTC Sessions. This is your daily session. Huddle the Bitcoin. Before we dive in, let's take a look at where we are in the market right now. We've had a little bit of a dip. I'm I, I'm having trouble placing specifically wh why people are are selling the Bitcoin, other than just not understanding Bitcoin. I think is the, the primary factor. But there's any host of news stories that people will point to and say this is why. Uh, but actually, it's just weak hands. <laughs> so so yeah, diamond hand it, everybody. Uh, nothing has changed. Uh, nonetheless, we're sitting at $20,296 per coin, a single US dollar today. If you're looking for a deal, you can pick up 4,927 sats. 91.97% uh, of all Bitcoin have been mined. That's 19.31 million of them. In terms of fees, holy hell. Uh, JPEGs are back with a vengeance, maybe. I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> look at that mempool 47 sats per byte next block. I haven't seen that in quite some time, even if you're willing to wait 25 sats per byte. Um, that's that's yeah, quite a bit. Um, and then in terms of the mempool itself, look at this on timechaincalendar.com. 585 megabytes worth of blocks uh, in the queue. To put that in perspective, the average person's mempool holds about 300 megabytes. So it purges all of those transactions afterwards. Uh, basically, the mempool is purging anything sub two sats per byte right now. So if you want to be in the mempool at all, you're going to be at least three or four sats per byte. And even then, I'd say it's chancing it. Nonetheless, use RBF. Um, yeah, but you know, this is this is the reality that we live in. So plan accordingly. Uh, it you know, even in a bear market, we're getting uh, a lot of demand for block space. It is precious. So uh, use Lightning. Use what you need for day to day, and plan accordingly for on chain stuff. Uh, yeah, here we go. Shout out to sponsors of the show, hodlhodl.com. If you're stacking sats and uh, you have a few priorities in mind, things like peer-to-peer -peer trading, things like instant self-custody, things like no KYC, that's an important one, uh, you can check out hodlhodl.com. Very easy. You can sign up in minutes with nothing more than an email address and be stacking non-KYC sats in no time at all. They do also have a lending platform in which nothing is ever rehypothecated. So be sure to check them out as well. Uh, super stoked on people jumping into HODL HODL and other non-KYC solutions. Uh, seems to be more and more interest every day. That's awesome. Now, when you get your non-KYC SATs, you want to secure it in something that is top of the line, best on the market. I love the cold card Mark IV from uh, CoinKite. This is how I'm securing my stack. I love the Mark IV. If you haven't seen my full tutorial on it, it is in-depth. Uh, I'll also be in Miami doing a workshop, so you can check that out as well. But they got tons of stuff too. They got the tab signer, which is great for travel. The block clock, a staple of any Bitcoiner's bookshelf. Uh, one behind me right now. Uh, Sats card, 
Open Dime, all that great stuff. And coming out soon, the cold card Q1. You can reserve it now. Looks incredible. QR scanner on it. Uh, NFC dual SD card slot. Uh, and you can, you know, you can plug it in if you so choose, but like with so many options, why would you? Anyways, things look badass. Uh, check it out. Coinkite.com. Use code BTC sessions for 5% off everything in the store. If you're looking beyond just a single device and you're looking to dive into multi-sig in a way that is assisted. So you have somebody that holds a backup backup key just in case. Check out Nunchuck. Uh, if you haven't checked out their Honey Badger um, assisted multi-sig setup, it is incredible. I've done a video on it. Works great, especially with the tap signer and the cold card. I love that combo. Um, and it's, it's beautiful. It's so easy. The user interface, they, they walk you through every step. It's awesome with the tap signer, I've got to say. And out of all of it, no KYC as well. So that differentiates them from other options on the market where you need to give up a lot of personal information to sign up. This, no. Email address, that's it. Eventually, you'll be able to just sign in with a private key, which is fantastic. So anyways, check out nunchuck.io. Check out the Honey Badger program. Check out my tutorial on it. Uh, pretty awesome. And inheritance. Obviously, you can automate all of that so that your next of kin, uh, you'll have peace of mind knowing that they're going to get their sats and in a non-KYC way. And finally, we got to give a shout out to our friends over at Start9 Sovereign Computing Solution. Uh, this is where you can run your Bitcoin stack, Bitcoin Core, Lightning Node, things like mempool.space, join market, all that great stuff. You can also host your own private data so that you don't have to leave it with others and trust them with it. Things like passwords, photos, files, and also run Nostra relays. Lots of great stuff coming out of Start9. And be on the lookout because I think there might be some major updates coming soon. Anyways, check them out. Uh, the Embassy One is your initial solution. But if you're looking for something really robust to host your life on, you can't go wrong with the Embassy Pro. Uh, we're just going to do a quick shout out to uh, a couple Boostagrams. I was out last week. I couldn't do a Why Are We Bullish because my eye was like swollen shut. It's better, as you can tell. Uh, but we're back. Uh, and so, you know, you can hit us up on Fountain if you want to listen to the show and send in some booster grams. But just a quick shout out to uh, Dennis uh, saying great show and uh, and to Michael saying bullish unorganic Bitcoin adoption in Africa and Joey. Uh, Unreal Rip, folks. Very valuable episode. I'm starting uh, starring this one for reference. Thank you, guys. Uh, if you want to send over some booster grams, hit us up on Fountain. You can listen and stream sats over there for this episode and any future ones and any past ones, if you so choose. Uh, with that, let's bring in my good friend here, Nico. How you doing, buddy? Man, I'm always I'm always doing good when I see you, bro. Well, I'm I'm so glad I'm so glad to have you here. I'm so glad to talk news and uh, and I'm I'm getting hyped for Miami, man. It's coming. It's soon. It's soon, and it is so cold here right now, and I can't wait to get to the hot, hot heat so that we can touch our hot, hot tips together. <laughs> it's going to happen. Gonna oh, happen. man. But anyone who doesn't know is probably terrified. Like, oh, my God, what are they doing? <laughs> They're my, flirting on air. <laughs> my, my wife is bringing the hair dye. It is going down. Uh, hashtag Benico. Benico. <laughs> hashtag touch the tips. It is hashtag. happening. It's happening. It's happening. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Let me let me redecorate here for a second. Boom. Boom. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so what's been going on, man? What's uh, what's what's top of mind this week for you? This guy, this guy, Senator Marque. Um, yeah. So crazy. You know, I think we're entering the then they fight you stage, Ben. I think it's been very clear to us. But one of the attack vectors is the Bitcoin mining's energy use, right? And yeah, I went through like this rabbit hole of like, okay, you know, maybe these people don't know any better. They're not educated on the subject. But once you have over two years of research, you know, Nick Carter, so many good research papers into this particular subject, and they continue to use debunked material, it makes you question what their true motives are. Um, so this is environmental impacts of crypto mining under microscope in Senate. Um, it goes on to say companies operating facilities that mine cryptocurrency, particularly Bitcoin, should not be allowed to, quote, grade their own homework 
where greenhouse gas, uh, greenhouse gas emissions are concerned. U.S. Senator Edward Market, he's the one who introduced the bill. Anyways, goes on to say, Bitcoin mining operations, which use computer banks to generate the digital currency, create electronic waste and demand large amounts of electricity to run. Quote, with an environmental impact like this, Bitcoin is more like digital coal than digital gold. <laughs> when carbon-free energy is diverted from powering our grid to wasteful cryptocurrency, something has to make up the difference, Alderberg said. And that is often fossil fuels. We must, quote, we must carefully study the environmental and grid impacts of cryptocurrency mining methods, she said, and implement appropriate statutes and regulations to prevent the damage it is doing to our public health and the environment. Quote, overreaching laws and regulations could drive emerging technologies overseas, often to countries that have very have fewer environmental regulations than the United States. Quote, if the industry is confident in its positive contributions to the environment, they should welcome the transparency of the Crypto Asset Environmental Transparency Act. And what this is, right, is it would force all Bitcoin miners to register their energy use with the state. Basically, the state wants a list of all big bitcoin miners like and where do you think that's going like do they have a list of all big gold miners like why why isn't the gold industry made to adhere to this and i think it has to do with the fact that they can't control bitcoin here's the official press release here's this great thread by jen urso and she kind of summarizes she says my thoughts on today's hearing quote air climate environmental impacts of crypto asset mining from the start senator markey opened the hearing from a biased position that bitcoin mining is the vampire of energy intensive computing he claimed that Bitcoin mining's impact on our health, communities, environment are set to explode. Much of the arguments centered around a handful of examples of Bitcoin mining being co-located with fossil fuel plants in Pennsylvania. The focus was on Stronghold's coal remediation uh, plants, which are 60% subsidized by the state and presumably the remaining monetized by Bitcoin mining. So again, they're picking and choosing specific examples to uh, fit their narrative. Shout out to Cynthia Lummis. She had a great video. Uh, she had a great five-minute bit where she debunked uh, a lot of this. You know, asked very basic, obvious questions. I do have the video, Ben, if you want to play, but it is a tad long. Let's. It was so good. We gotta. We gotta let's do it. Okay. Let's go for it. Yeah. Let me. Let me pull it up. Here we go. Yeah. All right. All right. It is ready to go. There we go. Okay, let's give it a watch. I, I got to say, she knocked us out of the fucking park, but but let's let's let people watch and enjoy. Question is for Mr. Altenberg. What does a what does a digital asset mining operation look like? I mean, are there shovels digging in the ground? Uh, what does it What does it look like? Uh, it depends where at the location, though. The mining sites that are uh, being placed that are fracked gas wells, they're essentially uh, semi-trailers that have methane gas power generators that are plugged into the well and big uh, shipping containers full of racks of uh, Bitcoin miners. Okay, and a Bitcoin miner is actually a computer. Yeah, it's about the size of a toaster and it uses three times the energy of a house. Okay, so there is a... Uh, a bunch of toasters in a line. Sometimes they're dipped in fluids, so they run cooler. They can be air-cooled. They can be water-cooled. But it's basically just a computer. Yes. So um, is that computer that's mining Bitcoin directly emitting pollutants? No, it's, it's, it's energy source, it's electric source is what's emitting. Okay, so now let's take an EV charging station. Um, if that EV charging station is powered by electricity from natural gas or coal, shouldn't it also have the same monitoring that is being requested by this bill? I, I think the issue is is looking at how efficiency is measured. Um, it's all sources of electricity, whether it's the lights or the speaker system here, are going to use electricity and use a, and, and produce a certain amount of work for that electricity. The issue with Bitcoin and proof of work cryptocurrency is the work that we are doing is not actually necessary to have oh. cryptocurrency or to have blockchain technology. Oh. Okay, Fuck let's talk you. about gold. <laughs> If you're, if you're, where does gold come from? 
It's mined. It's mined, okay. Um, is, is energy expended in pr producing gold? Yes. Okay. Um, is gold absolutely essential? For certain technologies, it is. Um, is it Congress's job to decide whether an energy use is worthwhile or not? I mean, surely you've heard that uh, Bitcoin is digital gold because it is limited to 21 million Bitcoin ever to be mined. Uh, it is permissionless, uh, and uh, which means you don't have to rely on a third party, a trusted third party, to do transactions in it or to hold it. It is a store of value, and that is commonly agreed to. Okay, so you've got gold, it's a store of value. You've got Bitcoin, it's a store of value. They both consume energy to produce. Now, is it Congress's role to say gold is a more worthwhile use of energy than Bitcoin? Uh, we, there is a long history of that very thing. We have energy efficiency standards for appliances. We've got cafe standards for vehicles. And for most uh, air pollution, for most new air pollution sources, there's legal requirements that before they operate, they install the best available technology to reduce the pollution. So may, we do make those decisions every day. So we're still mining coal in this country. We're still producing uh, natural gas, which is, and we have the cleanest burning natural gas uh, in probably the world here in the United States and produce it in the most environmentally sound manner. But it's a hydrocarbon. Um, so if my car is uh, oil consuming or natural gas consuming, uh, is it a less worthy use of energy than energy that comes from coal and natural gas, but is converted to electricity for an EV? Well, there are for yeah using using vehicles using our entire transportation network requires a certain amount of energy and there are uh, economic uh, benefits that we get from that transportation network uh, I, got, I have one I, and my time's about up so thank you i have a question for uh, miss detlinger do you view digital asset mining operations as a negative for the power sector i certainly don't speak for the entire power sector but uh, within the state of Nebraska, we've actually seen benefits. We have not seen the drawbacks that have been mentioned during the hearing today. Um, and most of those have just been managed locally, whether by the municipality, by the county, or by the Nebraska Department of Environment and Energy. If you have a natural gas well, and you're venting the natural gas because that well is not hooked up to a gathering line, um, is it better to vent it into the atmosphere or is it better to use the energy to produce something of value? In my opinion, it's much better to actually use the energy and produce something of value. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I yield back. Uh, thank you so much. Ooh. I'm a big fan. She, I'm a big fan. She nailed that. Like th just the, the, the cohesive line of thought of like, okay, so, you know, like just the simple question that the average person who has an opinion on this, it wouldn't know, would be, would be like, well, are, are the machines themselves emitting like actual carbon? Well, no, it's a computer. Well, so then isn't it the grid that is then, and I, I, I hate like in the, in the article that you brought up, um, with uh, the bill put forth by by Edward Markey. And he's talking about, he's basically the fallacy of opportunity cost, right? And we've seen this in Texas before uh, with the grid there where all of the miners have basically local agreements with the energy producers saying, hey, if there's ever the need for all of this additional energy, we will power down, which literally just happened in the past calendar year. Uh, we will power down so that there's that influx of power that you can then send to the grid uh, or, or like allow to continue to flow to the grid um, so that you have it when you need it. 
beyond the idea that, well, these, these miners can be anywhere. And so that includes stranded sources of energy where literally no one could use the energy. So it's just, uh, <laughs> dude, a hundred percent spot on. And you, you, you brought it up, right? It's absolutely terrifying the way that Cynthia Lummis framed it. She said, okay, wait a second. So EV good, Bitcoin bad, you know, and then is the government in the business of deciding what type of energy use their citizens are capable of you, how they use that, what is allowed, what is not allowed. Right. And yeah. that is a terrifying precedent because that's a very slippery slope until they say, you know, you can't use gas stoves. Oh, wait a second. They, <laughs> they're saying that already. Right. So yeah, yeah man, it's, well, I mean, gumball gaming in, in the, in the comments, what about Christmas lights? Yeah. Right. What about everything? What about televisions? Televisions, having televisions is incredibly wasteful. Video games, all of that stuff uses a lot of energy. Are we in a position where we're the, you know, where this guy gets up and says, well, it's, it's not necessary though. Okay. For you, but I don't think it's necessary that you got in a car and drove here because your opinion's bad. <laughs> like, like at what point do we, where do the moral lines go? Uh, if we're going to start moralizing energy use instead of just allowing it to have a cost and then allow the individual to decipher whether the cost is justifiable. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. It is. It, it, and who decides whether it's justifiable, right? Like, yeah. can you really trust that person? Right. Yeah. Is it this guy? Like, I don't trust this guy. <laughs> Dude, I, know? I have a feeling that we're going to be having this conversation on the news show a lot <laughs> for 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 quite some time i'll 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 see you next year and the year after with a similar story well ben remember when we started covering this in 2023 <laughs> we'll be like we'll be like 75 and gray like oh instead of the tips being uh being blonde and white it will yeah. be black so yeah. it can stand out in the white yeah. beard <laughs> that'll be that'll be it that'll be it it's gonna happen oh man oh man but yes yes this, this is crazy stuff anyways also big news for today silver gate which for anyone who doesn't know get a Quite a very quick piece of context, right? Silvergate was the uh, what is one of the banks that a lot of the Bitcoin and crypto exchanges in the United States used to do a lot of their finance. So Gemini was part of it. Coinbase at one point was part of it. Paxful was part of it. And what all what what happened is that they all pulled out at the same time. So it's basically a bank run on Silvergate. And over like a week ago, uh, when we were talking on Simply Sessions, we were speculating, we were saying, you know, most likely it's going to go under. Well, that day has arrived and it, it has gone under. Now, I have a question for you, Ben, in the audience. Is this because they got involved in crypto? What if this was just a Bitcoin only bank? I don't think this would have happened. Anyways, um, Silvergate Capital, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, as, as soon as you crypto is 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 like fiat to the max. And and so when you do fiat things, you, you know, fiat prizes. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. What, what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing, expecting different different results. I think yeah. this is uh, the case here. Anyways, first headline says Silvergate plans to wind down bank operations and liquidate. And then the next one, it said Silver. I love this one. It's it's so it's so beautiful. It's poetic. Silvergate bet everything on crypto, then it all evaporated, right? Yeah, that's the story of uh, that's the story of of crap coins. Uh, that's that's hundred percent what happens. And now, quick uh, quick uh, reminder for everybody: Silvergate was the bank that Michael Saylor used in order to take that Bitcoin back loan. Now, to be specific, it's the company did release an announcement and they said that it doesn't have any collateral custodied with Silvergate. But I mean, it is a $205 million loan. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward to any more details that MicroStrategy, you know, uh, lets us know where's that loan going. Mm -hmm. Right. I think it's good that it's not custodied with Silvergate. Right. But at the same time, like, uh, why are they so silent about it? 
then you would think that they would try to get in front of it and say, look, here's the plan. Here's what we're going to do. Maybe I don't, who, what the hell do I know? I'm just a YouTuber, but you get what I'm trying to tell you? Like, I don't know, bro. Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh God. I, uh, I think even sailor like got ahead of himself with the whole idea of like, well, we'll just, you know, we'll use this as, as collateral and we'll get loans and we'll do all this kind of, I don't know. Like it's, it's, in in like down the line i'm not even convinced it it will work down the line as as there'll, there'll be like a very short period of time where that might work where uh you use bitcoin and then you get a a dollar loan in order to to do whatever you want but like at that point that that's on the way to dollars being worth nothing and if if you can get a, a you know a loan of dollars that you can pay back in like melting fiat at that point in time fantastic but like th the reality is bitcoin is still volatile we're as you said at the then they fight you stage and so all kinds of fun is going to be going back and forth and when you secure alone and you're leaving in custody and all of these entities you have no idea what they're you know what what they're um what they owe other people and where things are it's it's all over the map it's such a mess i wouldn't trust my sass with anybody right now yeah yeah 100 percent. all right bro so here is the next one yeah right not your keys not your bitcoin it's so crazy why hasn't people you know what though michael saylor's paying his price of tuition like everybody else right yeah. i feel like a lot of us made that mistake the first time around and it's only until later you're just like Odell, stay humble, stack sats. Yeah. Stop trying to reinvent the wheel. It's all going to be okay. Anyways, um, before I get to the article, uh, Ben, I have another awesome video. If you want to oh. check it out. All right. Two videos in one day. I know things are changing. So exciting. <laughs> Here we go. We believe that innovation is very important over time to the economy. We don't want to stifle innovation. We don't want regulation to uh, stifle innovation in a way that just... Uh, favors incumbents and that kind of thing. But like everyone else, we're watching what's been happening in, in the crypto space. And, you know, what we see is, you know, quite a lot of turmoil. We see fraud. We see a lack of transparency. We see run risk, lots and lots of things like that. And so what we've been doing is is making sure that the, that the uh, regulated financial institutions that we supervise and regulate are careful, are taking great care in the ways that they engage with the, uh, you know, with the whole crypto space and that they give us prior notice. And we've issued, along with the FDIC and the OCC, a number of, of um, uh, you know, issuances of, <clears throat> of notices to that effect. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting, right? Does this, does this um, do you think he's kind of speaking to the whole custodia bank thing a little bit too? 100 percent because that, yeah. that i was about to bring that up because it's like we're not treat we're not you know we don't want to treat the incumbents you know we don't want to give them an advantage and it's like but yeah. dude yeah you is literally that what you're just doing? did that you just did that yeah <laughs> um yeah no i mean caitlin long got screwed on that like mm -hmm. to to be sitting around and waiting and basically jump through every ridiculous hoop provided to her to have this entity that, you know, could become, I can't remember what, uh, what the, they, they would get a charter from the fed or something, be like a federal reserve regulated bank, uh, to custody Bitcoin. Uh, and yeah, no slap down. No, no dice. Thanks for all the hard work. Go pound sand. How dare you, peasants? Yeah. You can't you can't do this, you know? Yeah, yeah. 100%. You can't get a, a, a federal banking charter. And so and I did a little bit more digging on that as well. That's the only way to actually become competitive because if not, you have to rely on an intermediary to do a lot of the things that you would normally be able to do if you had a federal banking charter. So like she got screwed. And, and like, honestly, I blame a lot of the Silvergate stuff on that. It's like, so someone who checked all the boxes and tried to do it like the ethical way and the correct way, you slap down and then you get Frankenstein's like Silvergate. I don't know. It's my yeah. two sats on that. So moving on to the next one. Uh, we're, you touched upon this a little bit earlier. Um, sunshine, heat and Bitcoin will reshape electricity in Texas. 
It goes on to say, no electricity grid in the U.S. has added more renewable power over the past decade than the Texas grid has. Back in 2012, both California and the Midwest generated more power from wind, solar, and other renewables than the Lone Star State. But in 2022, Texas was the winner. The future of the state's grid is a study in supply, demand, and uncertainty. One thing that is certain, most of Texas renewable generation today is from wind. Last year, wind projects in the Electric Reliability Council of Texas generated more than 107,000 gigawatts hours of electricity, less than a quarter of what wind produced, but solar is growing rapidly and uh, generating most during the hottest months when the grid is under the greatest strain to meet high demand. Less certain, but still likely, ERCOTS expects only a slight expansion of the wind power fleet from now in 2025, while solar is expected to surge, solar capacity could double from 2023 to 2025. Still less certain the weather. Texas has a punishingly hot summer. Last year, there were 61 days from the start of May to the end of September that were the hottest in the past five years. Hot weather started earlier than usual as well during the months when plant operators typically perform scheduled maintenance. It goes on to say, Bitcoin is the biggest element of uncertainty in the Texas grid. You hear that? <laughs> okay, so fine. You know, it's a very strong statement, but you know what? If it was by itself, I would say, you know, Nico, shut up. You're conspiracy, conspiracy theorist. Thing is, I can't help but connect the dots with this. And I can't help to connect the dots with Cal Penn, who was part of Harold and Kumar, who used very similar language, didn't he? Right? It's almost as if, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, you can't say for sure, but it sure does look like it. Now, to, to be fair, the article does give, you know, it does lay out the argument of Bitcoiners. But the thing I would like to highlight, though, is... The beginning of this article where it said that Texas has become the most renewable power energy state, not to mention if you take a look at the top five states that are prone to outages, Texas isn't even number one. Texas is, num Texas is number two after California and California has very strong environmental laws. Why aren't they talking about California? Right. So I don't know, man. It, to me, it smells fishy. Maybe I've just been covering this for a year straight. I'm seeing things that are not there, but holy cow, lots of coincidences, man. I mean, it, it's everybody gets on, everybody gets on a particular, you know, when <laughs> the phenomenon where you'd see a, a movie come out and then like a very similar movie would come out all at the same time. And it's happened many times. It was like Armageddon and deep impact. <laughs> like, you know, uh, there's, there's always like, the, the same things happening at the same time. I think it's just, you know, for whatever reason, for whatever, like whatever's in the water, but just right now, everybody's on this. Certain types of energy use are not useful because I don't understand it kick. And, uh, and I think we're going to continue to see that for an extended period of time. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it, and it's, you know, it's, it's subconscious too, where like somebody will see something somewhere, somebody reads some godforsaken digiconomist mm -hmm. article and they get it in the back of their mind. And that's the entire basis for their entire identity is trying to defend that, even though it's a hundred percent debunked. So I don't know. It's, it's going to keep happening. It's, it's going to be, it's 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 all the remember the old Andreas talks where he would talk about how, you know, cars and electricity, how they were villainized and nobody understood. And there were all these campaigns put forth by by the incumbent incumbents about how these death machines rolling down the street were going to kill us all and how the wires in your house were going to murder you in the night, uh, like all of those things are going to come and are coming at Bitcoin currently. And, uh, you know, all we can do is just continue to say that's incorrect and continue to show how ridiculous it is, how if I plug in an electric vehicle versus a Bitcoin miner to the same source of power, how somehow my computer is destroying the environment, but your car is not. Um, it's, it's silly on his face. 
totally silly, but I completely agree. I think it is going to not only is it going to keep happening, I think it's going to accelerate. You're going to hear even more of these narratives. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you see it is the writings on the wall. And I would even add to this, Ben, I would say I think that some states are even taking preemptive measures because mm-hmm. they see the writing is on the wall. So Missouri yeah. State Committee passes bill protecting the right to run a node and mine. And specifically, Digital Asset Mining Protection Act versus, let me read this one, uh, if I could find it. Here we go. The Crypto Asset Environmental Transparency Act versus the, uh, totally lost it. You got, you got what I'm trying to say, though. Yeah, yeah. The, all, all, of the, all of the language of whatever bills are, are specifically tailored to 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 lean to whatever side of the the issue the person is on uh and obviously <laughs> this one uh oh yeah digital asset mining protection act there you yeah. go Thanks. yeah it's um yeah <laughs> it should be inter- but uh, the thing that i love though is seeing that trying to trying to stifle bitcoin miners even in the us is is going to be a losing battle because you're getting individual states being like, no, no, we're already going to legislate this so that you can't come in after the fact. So like from state to state, you're already going to have miners be like, I'll just go to this state, let alone if somehow, some way on a federal level, they were to either outlaw or make it incredibly difficult and onerous to mine in the United States. There's still... 180 other countries to choose from on earth, those companies will move there. So good luck getting blanket legislation on the globe to stop Bitcoin mining. And even if you do, what's our perfect example? China, China bandit. And there's like 20% of hash still in China. Might, Might be a little bit less right now, but like, you know, last time it was checked, it was in and around that amount in a, in the largest totalitarian state on earth, 20% of hash is still humming away. Hilarious. Yeah, exactly. They, they made it stronger, right? They try to yeah. kill the honey badger and they made the honey badger stronger, man. So mm-hmm. yeah, this thing ain't going away. Um, I think we, yep. We got time for one more story, Ben, real quick. Um, you guys remember <laughs> our friend, you guys remember part. Augustine, right? Mm-hmm. This is where the inflation goes. Um, <laughs> that's a joke. It's a joke. Maybe it's a bad joke. Okay. Um, anyways, so this is what uh, Mr. Augustine has been up to. He seems very upset. Um, this is what... Hey, Augustine, Bitcoin. This, that's his face. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> Bank of International Settlement says hub and spoke cross-border transfers offers benefits to retail CBDC, the Bank of International Settlements, an organization of the world's leading central banks. That sounds very scary. Said the cross-border payment model for the central bank digital currency or CBDC it explored in Project Icebreaker. Ooh, offer sounds like a shitcoin. Offers yeah. benefits to both the banks and retail customers. The project, which was concluded with the help of the central banks of Israel, Norway, and Sweden, used a so-called hub and spoke method to connect between the country's different national CBD systems. A retail CBDC is a digital currency issued by a central bank that can be used for payments by by consumers. Now, I want you guys to focus on the hub and spoke aspect of it. Okay, I'm going to put you guys these two things. Okay, point to point versus hub and spoke. All right. This is kind. This is Bitcoin. Actually, Bitcoin is a level above this because Bitcoin is peer to peer anywhere. Now, this is hub and spoke. Now, why do they want it like this? Because they need the intermediary. Without the intermediary, they can't control millions upon millions upon millions of people transacting with each other. But you know what they can control? A hub, right? So they need this. But what do you think sounds better to you, Ben? It's like they're trying to justify the reason for their existence. It's like, look, I get it. I get that it's cool, but you still need us. You still need us intermediaries, which is really what I see banks as. It's, it's right? I mean, it's it, this image 
is like the poster child for centralization. There is there is a giant circle in the center with all arrows going to and from it. <laughs> like we so what we want as central banks is to have a central figure to be in the center of all people. <laughs> Wait, did you say a central figure in the middle of everything? <laughs> I mean, he's got the gravity for it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, he's upset. He's upset. He's upset. I'm sorry, Augustine. Oh God, he he didn't like that one. <laughs> he didn't like that one. Um, but yeah, man, it, it's it's total clown world. Like it, yeah. it, this sounds so Project Icebreaker. Oh, yeah. hub and spoke, baby, hub and spoke. Sweet Jesus, yeah. I mean, it's it's they're gonna keep and and this will they'll the the two kind of themes of the show will tie together and they'll use the first part of the 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 doomsayers saying that Bitcoin's gonna boil the oceans to necessitate the. The Augustus Carson's, uh, you know, central figure, uh, you know, gravity well, you know, that that's that's what it's going to be. It's going to be like, well, if you don't want to boil the oceans, then you'll use this uh, hub and spoke model. <laughs> that's yep. that, that's what it'll be. Um, I have something to show you, Nico. I'm I think, so excited. I think you're going to like it um, here. I'm just going to I'm going to get rid of Augustine here uh, for a second. Hold on. Uh, all right. I'm going to share my screen here. This is, I don't know if you saw this already, but, um, this, this would be perfect in response to that Senate hearing, uh, where, where, uh, Cynthia Loomis was questioning that guy and he was, you know, she was talking about the, well, so is it, is the miner actually emitting any, anything like, how is this any different from plugging in like an electric vehicle to the grid? Uh, so Samson Mao, <laughs> created these stickers that say zero emission electric miner <laughs> <laughs> and you just you slap them on the side and you're good you're good there's no there is zero actually zero emissions coming from that miner this is genius this is this is so good you're combating their mematics with our mematics and our mematics are better it's got a leaf on it that's <laughs> It's, but it's true. Like, it's not even a lie. That's the funny part. Yeah, I know. It's great. I'm getting this. I'm getting it. I'm going to slap on. I got I got my S9 space heater sitting here. I'm going to slap one on there. And then I've got an M30 plus. I'm going to slap one on there. And uh, and then I'll be good. Zero emissions, guys. Dude, <laughs> you, you'd be totally green. Leave our toasters alone. Okay. I, Leave I want, our toasters alone. I want these so bad. I'm going to have to order a bunch. Uh, I hope if he's in Miami, maybe I can pick some up off of him. But uh, these are fantastic. Like, what a great like to go. I, I, I hope he goes and he sends packages of these to all of the data centers out there. <laughs> <laughs> and then like the CEO start picking it up like here at our uh, at our zero emission electric miner facility. Yeah. Look, <laughs> look, they're certified. They've all got the green leaf. <laughs> no, but I love it, bro, because it just it, dude, it, 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 it ridicules how ludicrous what it is they're saying. And I never Cynthia Lummis, she she absolutely nailed it. You know, oh, she's yeah. like, what's the difference between this and EV station? The guy's like, oh, well, one is. Yeah. The efficiency yeah. of the <laughs> wow. Okay, but yeah, it's it's hilarious. Um, well, I mean, at least we we're gonna have good material for uh, the foreseeable future. We'll have plenty to laugh about, cry about in some instances, uh, but it'll keep coming. So, Nico, my friend, thank you for coming and sharing your time with us. Always an honor, Ben. Guys, this was your Simply Sessions. See you next week, bro. Later. All right, everybody. Uh, a few more things before we wrap up here. Of course, go follow Nico. Go follow Simply Bitcoins. Give them a subscribe. If you're not watching them already, they do the news six days a week. Uh, tune into their spaces, all that stuff. Uh, knocking out of the park regularly. Uh, so I wanted to uh, hit on a couple things here. Uh, one thing that we didn't touch on, uh, with Nico, uh, was, this is a couple, I'm going to get rid of this one though. Uh, so apparently the Biden admin proposes 
a 30% tax on electricity used for Bitcoin uh, mining from the New York Times. Uh, and the quote from the White House, it's hindering the transition to a low emission energy future. Is it? Is it? Oh, God. Anyways, so ridiculous. Uh, in File It Under Karma, uh, Paul Krugman, it, I'm air quotes economist, um, who, who hates Bitcoin because it's entirely unnecessary. Uh, but he tweets out, too busy to tweet, but not to vent. I've been using Venmo for years, but now it won't allow me to make payments. I spent a long time in chat with representatives and they told me that they can't explain why or fix it. The software has taken control. If only, if only there was a solution that was a peer-to-peer -peer money in which nobody could censor you. That might be useful in this situation. Anyways, the best part is that he got it resolved, but didn't realize the irony in how bad his solution was. He followed up with, and tweeting got results. A representative called, and we seem to be up again. Well, that's nice, Paul Krugman, with, with 4.5 million followers having to tweet out to your followers in order to get the centralized entity to bend the knee and give you back control of your account. I'm sure everybody has the same power as you to get shit done. Um, <laughs> my favorite reply was uh, Neeraj. Uh, he replied to him <laughs> with a, a, a screenshot of a tweet. So he tweeted, I don't know how long ago, cryptocurrency lets you make electronic transactions, but to do uh, but so do bank accounts, debit cards, PayPal, Venmo, <laughs> etc. All these other methods involve trusting a third party. But unless you're buying drugs, assassinations, etc., that's not a big deal. So with that quoted tweet, he replied, were you trying to buy drugs or assassinations? <laughs> oh, God. The roasting on Twitter was just... It was it was so fantastic. People replying, "Oh, you should fax in to uh, <laughs> to uh, customer support." Oh, that was chef's kiss on that one. It was fantastic. A um, couple other things. So I did a, a tutorial earlier this week for Orange Pill app. Although, uh, dare I say, it, it doesn't really need a tutorial. It's pretty simple uh, how the thing functions. Uh, but if you're unfamiliar with Orange Pill app, go check it out. Uh, you can check out the video, pretty just a simple, like location specific way of connecting with Bitcoiners in your vicinity. Um, I think it's going to be particularly useful for, uh, especially for events like Bitcoin related events. I found in Miami, uh, last year, there was so much going on that I, I actually didn't plan where I was going to be going for a lot of the evenings for a lot of the satellite events. And then one of the nights I ended up realizing that I couldn't get a hold of almost anybody because I hadn't planned ahead and nobody's like actually checking their messages or phones or anything while they're there because, well, they're busy at the events. And so I ended up, yeah, I ended up not being able to find anything one of the nights. Um, so I, I feel like this would be super useful because they're rolling out an events section where you can just simply find and, and go to the things that you need to go to. Uh, and, and also just being able to link up with individuals and, and, you know, local, whether it be at home or events. Um, yeah, pretty awesome. Anyways, a bunch of people have dove on. Let me know what you think about it if you're already using Orange Pill app. But uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, also tomorrow we've got, why are we bullish? I'm excited for this one. This is going to be a good one. Uh, guy Swan, the most bullish person, given that he's been on the show the most times. Uh, so he's going to be on, uh, as well as Carla and Walker, uh, the crypto couple, um, love those guys. They're awesome. So this should be, this should be like a good fun hangout, not to mention, that they all have such incredible rants and they're all so in tune with everything. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for this one. It should be a blast. A uh, couple other things. I was talking about events. I was talking about Miami. Uh, heads up, the ticket prices for Miami uh, go up tomorrow. So in like one day and five hours, uh, the ticket prices go up. So if you're thinking about getting tickets, um, probably 
sooner rather than later. And they're going to keep increasing at regular intervals leading up to the event. I think it goes up by like a hundred bucks in a, in the next day or so. So anyways, if you're going to grab tickets, uh, you can get 10% off with my code, just BTC sessions. Uh, so go to B.TC slash conference and use that code BTC sessions. You'll get 10% off. Um, one other thing I'll note, if you're still on the fence about it, um, I found it really easy to be able to resell. So I had an extra ticket last year and I was able to just resell it on Twitter. So if you're on the fence, but you're worried about the prices going up, you can always get a ticket and then just resell it later if you can't attend. Um, the other thing I was going to say is when in Miami, if you're in town, if you're looking to up your game, if you're looking to learn everything you need to know about a cold card, uh, be sure to hit up my cold card deep dive session. It is happening the day before the conference, uh, Wednesday, May 17th. It will be a four hour deep dive from one till 5 PM. We're going to go through the basics of setting it up all the way through to some of the more advanced features and everything in between. You will be a cold card expert walking out of that room. Uh, and there's very limited tickets. Uh, they just, low key added it to an, a low key event section on the Bitcoin conference website, but that is going to be uh, publicly announced through their, uh, <laughs> through their channels as of, I think the end of this week or the beginning of next week. So if you're looking to grab a ticket before they go, uh, this is going out to all the mailing lists and everything soon. So uh, just head over to my website. If you want to grab a ticket, uh, btcsessions.ca. There's a little in-person workshop thing over on the right-hand side, and you'll find the Miami event there. Uh, and with that, we're going to wrap it up. Thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, of course, like, subscribe, share, all that helps a ton. You can hit up the previously mentioned sponsors down below, Hoddle Hoddle, CoinKite, Nunchuck, Start9. Uh, of course, check out those tickets, check out the conference. And if you really liked what you saw, you can always drop me a Bitcoin tip at my strike page, Strike dot me slash btc sessions you don't need strike to use it just head there type in any amount you want hit the tip button you will then see a regular qr code uh sorry a, a lightning invoice or if you tap to the right a regular bitcoin qr code with that i am out have yourselves a wonderful day or evening wherever you may be see you guys next time for your daily session we have BTC sessions. Bitcoin is at your money. You can't stop it. Get yourself some Bitcoin and hold it yourself. Peer-to-peer -peer exchange. You know, people are going to organically come to it and gravitate towards it, especially in the world we're living in now. It's incredible. It's a great tool, and I can't wait to see it proliferate everywhere. Bitcoin.